Good morning. This is Long Island Morning Edition on 88.3 WLIW-FM, heard in Western Suffolk on 96.9 FM. I'm Michael Mackey. Kids who receive free or reduced price meals in area schools will now be eligible for food assistance over the summer as part of a new state and federal partnership. Desiree Keegan reports on 27East.com that last month, New York Governor Kathy Hochul announced the state will be taking part in the federal Summer Electronic Benefits Transfer Program in which families will receive $40 per month per eligible child, a total of $120 per kid for the summer on an EBT food benefit card to ensure children's access to healthy food while school is out. Congress authorized the permanent program as part of the Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2023. Children who qualify for the free or reduced price school meals program are eligible for the initiative, which began as a pilot project in 2011. The benefits are combined with other federal nutrition programs, including the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, also known as SNAP, Special Supplemental Nutrition Program for Women, Infants, and Children, commonly referred to as WIC, and Summer Meal Sites, according to Governor Hochul, more than $200 million will be used to help feed 2 million low-income children in the state. New York State's focus on tackling food insecurity for children addresses a legitimate problem that many families face. Hampton Bay Superintendent of Schools Lars Clemenson said, Having moved to breakfast and lunch being provided for all students, we now have taken a big step. Nearly $11 million in Long Islanders' unused gift cards has been turned over to the State Office of Unclaimed Funds, New York State Controller Thomas DiNapoli said. DiNapoli is urging state residents to check with the Office of Unclaimed Funds, the OUF, if they think they have outstanding balances on old cards and to spend gift cards they receive during the holidays so those do not meet the same fate. Chris Kahn reports on Newsday.com that after five years of inactivity, retailers are required by law to report unclaimed gift card balances owed to New York residents to the OUF. If the location of the owner is not known, New York businesses must still report those balances to the controller. The law, however, only helps those who have taken steps in advance to protect their gift card, either by registering it with the retailer or copying down the card number and remaining balance, a requirement that many do not complete. DiNapoli, who oversees the OUF, said that his office recovered more than $27 million last year from unclaimed gift cards statewide. Anthony Lambert, Tony, a Bridgehampton High School graduate and U.S. Marine combat veteran and a familiar face behind the counter at the Bridgehampton Post Office for the last two decades, will hand out his last parcel on Friday as he prepares to move on to a new job at the Kutchog Post Office. Stephen J. Coates reports on 27East.com that the best thing about working in Bridgehampton, where he spent most of his life, is the people he has met over the years, said Lambert, 49, 
who has been working at the Bridgehampton Post Office since 2002. I've seen newborn babies and watched them grow up to be driving their parents to the post office, he said. I talk to people about sports, their kids and family, the good things and the bad things, said Mr. Lambert. Governor Kathy Hochul and the New York State Legislature are trying to crack down on a spike in organized retail theft, which hits business operators' bottom lines, drives up costs to customers, and brings a new wave of crime to communities. They propose bolstering state and local police efforts with more funding and task forces, while Governor Hochul also is proposing a commercial security tax credit to help retailers protect against the wave. Michael Gormley reports on Newsday.com that retailers statewide lose about $4.4 billion a year from retail theft and resale on the illegal market, according to the Retail Council of New York State. It affects communities. It affects employees who witness these crimes, and the safety of our employees is of the utmost importance, said Melissa O'Connor, president and CEO of the group, which represents 5,000 stores. The most frequently stolen items include backpacks, handbags, sunglasses, graphic T-shirts, cell phones, gaming consoles, computer printers, and underwear, according to the National Retail Foundation. Organized retail theft involves criminal rings or serial thievery done to resell products in illegal markets. This is not just New York City, Hochul said. It's affecting everywhere. So to tackle retail theft for the first time ever, we're going to invest $40 million to establish dedicated teams with our state police, help our DA's office and local police officers crack down on this spike in crime. During the 2022 gubernatorial campaign, an inebriated 44-year-old U.S. Army veteran accosted Representative Lee Zeldin, then running for governor. The assailant, David Jacobonis, was visibly holding a keychain with sharp points. Jacobonis pulled the then-congressman to the floor of a makeshift stage that had been set up for Zeldin's speech. Last month, nearly a year and a half after the episode, Jacobonis was sentenced to three years probation. He had pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor charge of assaulting a federal officer. Zeldin spokesman Daniel Gall tells Newsday, As Jacobonis worked hard to get his life together and actively sought treatment and significant self-improvement, Lee Zeldin supported a misdemeanor plea deal for a fellow veteran instead of a felony. Back in the mid-1990s, some feared that the fledgling Tanger Outlet Center might hurt other local businesses, and as a result, Riverhead Town officials put limits on the type of uses allowed there. Now, with online retail so prevalent, Tanger is the one seeking help from town officials. As reported in Riverhead News Review, the mall's operators have requested that the permitted uses at the outlet center be expanded, and last week, town board members voiced support for Tanger, noting that it's Riverhead's biggest tax revenue generator. Ultimately, however, board members signaled they would approve fewer than half of the additional uses requested. The town board held a public hearing last Wednesday night on a number of proposed new uses that could be permitted at Tanger, which is the only property in town that falls under the manufacturer's outlet zoning designation. For starters, the proposal changes the name of that zone from the manufacturer's outlet center overlay zone to the 
Manufacturers Outlet and Retail Sales Center, Interior Design Showroom and Trade Center, and Specialty Grocery, Food Stores, and Market Center. Prohibited uses would include flea markets, gas stations, motor vehicle sales, car washes, and printing plants. Medical offices also are prohibited, as are hotel lodging and overnight accommodations, beauty parlors, adult stores, and sales of cannabis and electronic cigarettes. Cindy Clifford of Riverhead said that back in 1994, Tango was expected to revive downtown, but it had helped to compromise it. This has been Long Island Local News on Long Island's only NPR station, WLIW-FM. I'm Michael Mackey.